reading from the book of Revelation. I, John, saw another angel come up from the east, holding the seal of the living God. He cried out in a loud voice to the four angels, who were given power to damage the land and the sea. Do not damage the land or the sea or the trees until we put the seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. I heard the number of those who had been marked with the seal, 144,000 marked from every tribe of the children of Israel. After this, I had a vision of a great multitude, which no one could count, from every nation, race, people, and tongue. They stood before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, Salvation comes from our God, who is seated on the throne and from the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They prostrated themselves before the throne, worshiped God, and exclaimed, Amen, blessing and glory, wisdom and thanksgiving, honor, power, and might. Be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders spoke up and said to me, Who are these wearing white robes, and where did they come from? I said to him, My Lord, you are the one who knows. He said to me, These are the ones who have survived the time of great distress. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Verbum Domini
blessings from the Lord shall he receive, and right reward from the God who saves him. Such are the people who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. from the first letter of St. John. Beloved, see what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God. Yet so we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we shall be has not yet been revealed. We do know that when it is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope based on him makes himself pure as he is pure. Verbum Domini. Sancti Evangelii secundum Matthäum. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, 
Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Verbum Domini. When we look back on our lives, we may see opportunities we did not take advantage of. Now we look upon these things and we may have regrets. Perhaps these opportunities were in the area of education, relationships, maybe something involving your career. And yeah, we all have regrets. We all make mistakes and wish we could have did things better. But God has a way of making things work for good. Now, these opportunities in this life are passing. Well, they're just temporal. But there is the eternal opportunity. And this is life in Jesus Christ. This is our eternal life with him. And all of us will go before the Lord when we leave this world. And there we do not want to have any regrets on how we followed Jesus, how we lived for him, because then it'll be too late. So today we celebrate All Saints Day. And these holy men and women saw the, the glorious, the marvelous opportunity of following Jesus and giving their entire selves, their lives for love of him without any restraint, restraint holding back nothing. And in doing so, they were so consumed with love for him. And these holy people are the saints we celebrate. You know, men and women who lived heroic virtue, who walked in the supernatural power of God. Well, this is not just for a reserved few people, 
This life of heroic virtue, this life of supernatural grace is for all of us. And Jesus invites us all today. And he gives us everything we need so that we may live his own life. And this is through the power of his grace. And today we have also here in, in the gospel reading, the Beatitudes. This is the true way of Jesus the Lord. This is how he lived here on earth. This is seeing things with his eyes from his viewpoint. This is being conformed to his heart. The Beatitudes here. And when we look upon there, you know, we see, we see here, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, the, this, this being poor in spirit. No, this is not so much an economic, material poverty. This is more of being poor with, 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 without anything of interiorly. This is being empty of, of ourselves. No selfishness, you know, releasing everything interiorly to God. This is our heart being empty and so that we can have the fullness of his treasure, God. Now, and this is something when we look at the saints, especially St. Francis of Assisi, you know, we see in St. Francis who was truly poor and who saw poverty as the way to living Jesus Christ, to receiving his love. See, when we're not truly poor in spirit, when, when we're so consumed with, with the world and where all of our energies are put into that and not for the glory of God, then, you know, then, then we, we can't be truly God's own. But to be poor in spirit, when we're, when we're truly poor in spirit, we are relying on God for everything. And there, in this poverty of spirit, there is where true humility comes. Because there we know where, where we come from. We know where everything we have comes from, from God Almighty. And there we are open to God's truths. God's truths, the truths that he gives us in his teaching, in the commandments, but also to the truths of ourselves. And, and this is to be truly poor in spirit, where, hey, we have this humility, and we're poor in spirit, and, and the, the promptings of the Holy Spirit come, and there we are quick to respond, just like the saints. And then we move on here to those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Well, think about, does, does God truly want us to be sad people? And grieving all the time? Is, is this what he's saying? No, that's, that's not what it is. Jesus is saying to us that those who mourn, we mourn for our own sins. You know, or we, and we, we mourn for the wickedness that is in the world. You know, we see, when we look, take a look at Jesus in his life. You know, we see him uh, a couple of times. Here, there he is on, in Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives. And, and he's mourning for the sin of humanity. We, see, we also see that in the agony of the garden. You know, and it's not like, 
There, there's no, no, no hate there or anything else, but, but Jesus is, is truly heartbroken to see people caught up in sin and turned away from him. And that is the mourning Jesus is talking about, that, that, that we, we mourn, we, we want conversion in the world. We want to see men's hearts turn towards God. And then he says that, blessed are the meek. The meek, for, or the blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. The meek are, are those who are patient and yet gentle. No, they're able to, to wait on God. Uh, at the same time, the, the meek are those who are not so consumed with their own power or force. You know, they rely on God's help, his protection, you know, on, 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 on Jesus' character, you know, on, on radiating Christ. This is to be truly meek, a gentle disposition here. That's how Jesus is. Remember, he says that he is meek and humble of heart. You know, one who truly understands people, who can meet people where they're at. And to do this, to be truly gentle. For they will inherit the land. What is this inheritance? This is the, the promised land. Not so much uh, a land here, a, a land of physical property, but, uh, but, but the promises of God. The promises, the inheritance he's given us to be like himself here. To, to inherit truly his own ways, his, the way he loves primarily. And blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Hungering and thirst for righteousness. You know, these, this is to hunger and thirst for the ways of Jesus with all of our heart, soul, and strength. You know, like a physical hunger, an appetite. You know, we have an appetite for something. We want to go after this or that, you know, which can be good. But yet, to, with, but, but yet what Jesus is speaking of is, is to hunger and thirst for him. You know, with, 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 with all of our desires, everything is all about him. And to do this is truly satisfying. And then blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. See, here, you know, here Jesus is calling us to be truly merciful, to have a merciful heart like him. See, and this is where, for, for, for many people, is where, where it gets difficult because mercy involves, of course, seeing goodness in others, understanding, involves patience, forgiving. That is the hard part here. God is always ready and willing to forgive. He forgives us so quickly when we repent, right there, and he forgets. And he calls us to forgive as well. And... This is, this, this is what sometimes when I talk, when I speak about giving it all to God, this is where some may hold back and say, I can't do that. Well, the Lord wants to help you do that. And to be, remember again, to be truly poor in spirit is to let the Lord in, to want to see with his eyes, to empty ourselves for love of him so that he can truly help us to let things go and to let God say, okay, let's see it his ways. Let's see, okay, God, 
I, I have a hard time forgiving this person. He hurt me. He hurt my family. He hurt the ones I love. Heal me. Help me to forgive. That is the starting point there. And then he takes over. See, you want to be a saint? This is, this is, this is it here. This is where we're right here. This, this is what would, would limit so many people. And when Jesus in, in the gospel speaks about those who have paid the last penny, you know, those who, who kind of do their time, you know, this is the purgation. If we, if we go into the next life with a hardened heart, with, with dislike and hate for others, you know, we're, I mean, if, if we're not doing good or being charitable or anything, we're going to be purged of all that. And some of us may even miss out because our hatred is so deep. It may end up in eternal damnation. Let it go. Let the Lord come in and heal. Ask for his grace to forgive. And then, uh, blessed are the clean of heart or the pure of heart, for they shall see God. What is being pure of heart? Pure of heart means is that our intentions are for love of God. That they're not so much about us, about ourselves, but about Jesus. That we want to do things as Jesus would do. This is to have, to have pure intentions. That it is for the good of others. We act for, the good, for, for God, to glorify God, and to love our neighbor. You know, this is to, have, to be pure of heart. You know, to have a heart like Jesus. You know, to, like the, the, the Virgin Mary. All saints say, we look at the Blessed Virgin Mary, her heart is immaculate, you know, full of love for God. All she does is speak of the Lord, tell us to get closer to him. You know, she follows his ways perfectly. So this is the type of heart we need. And then uh, it says that they will truly see God because there's no mess there. See, when, when, we, when, when ourselves, when we're clogged up in there, you know, our own desires and you know, selfishness or greediness or whatever kind of sin is in there, whatever motive we have, dark motive, you know, how could we truly see God? But to be total, but, but to have it all for the Lord with the purest intentions, then, hey, we're clean and we can see the Lord. Wonderful. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Now, in the Hebrew world, the word peace meant to have no hostility. To, and, and what Jesus is talking about is not to be hostile in our hearts. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of hostility in the world today. A lot of pointing fingers, blaming, accusing. No, there's anger inside there. But to be true peacemaker is to is, is to desire to, to live in such a way where we bring reconciliation, restoration to relationships, both personally, but also in society. We seek to restore people's relationships with God. That's how we walk, how we move. You know, this, is, this was Jesus. He came, you know, speaking about the Father, having, showing us how to have a relationship with the Father, you know, bringing peoples together, calling all peoples to himself. This is to bring about true peace here. And he says that they will be sons of God because they're acting in imitation of the Father of, and of Jesus. That's truly to be a son of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
to be persecuted. Blessed are you when you're blessed for are, are you are blessed are, are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. See, this is the life of Jesus here. Remember Jesus when he says that if if they hated me, they will hate you. No, if they reject me, they reject not all, they, if they reject me, they'll reject you. But if they reject you, they reject me and they reject my father. See, but the kingdom of heaven belongs to us. It's a pathway of heaven. See, and what we see with, with Jesus is that though he was persecuted severely, we see more love coming from him. And it, it shows us all love. You know, his, his, his passion, his death, all the sufferings he endured throughout the 33 years of his life. You know, it's all charity that comes out of him. And this is what he will do for each and every one of us if we're willing to walk through it. Okay. And blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Again, being rejected, being persecuted, you know, they, they will make accusations. They will say false things about you. No, just as they did with Jesus, they were always out accusing him, scrutinizing him. No, but at the end, we see the Lord victorious, both in, throughout his suffering, through his charity, but in his glorious resurrection. And there is where he promises us that we share in this same glory in this life, but also, in the, in the, of course, in the next too, you know, more gloriously, more marvelously. So, brothers and sisters, this is the time. This is the day of salvation when the Lord calls us to wake up because time here is limited. You know, it's, it's shortening every day we have, every, every minute we have. And it, so are we truly living for God? Are we holding anything back here? It's time to let it go. And what the Lord offers is himself, is his love. It's, a, it's an embrace of his mercy. And there is the full conversion. There, there is the full transformation when we let go and let him come inside. So he says, he's telling us, come to me. He makes things better. And this word blessed, it means to be truly happy. Because then our life is ordered in the right way, in the, in the way God created us to be. So, yeah, you know, he tells us, he says, he says that those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Now, what does it profit the whole world to gain this whole world? What, what, what profit do you have to gain the whole world, but yet lose your life at the end? So look at the, these lives of these holy saints. They were people living normal lives like us. Of course, you have those who are extraordinary and, you know, were in certain circumstances or whatever, but many of them just live like us. No, this is, we are called to be saints in wherever we are at in society, in life right now. It's just a matter of saying yes. And saying yes to Jesus and saying, okay, God, I give it all to you. And then there he goes. He works. And like the saints, we see that they're, you know, they, they didn't, they weren't perfect, but their heart was given over to God. 
and they were willing and ready to do all he would tell them. And they all knew that they could do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And so here, now, today, that's what he tells us. We can do all things through him who strengthens us. And that is becoming a saint for the glory of God. God bless you all.